0: Yeah. All right, we're recording. All right, so we want it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to especially get this pelican in the background. It's so nice. Yeah, they are, Ewan Ewan. the you win. You win.
1: Yeah, the artwork work here is great. <laughs> That's why we chose this hotel. <laughs> and Alexis, we apologize that we can't figure this out, so it's not yeah, so backwards. Right. Hey, Actually, Alexis. hey Alexis, this is our first. This is our first podcast. Without Alexis Lexus I know.
0: This is, yeah. We so miss she her. has
1: no idea what we're going <laughs> to say. And she doesn't have to relive it twice. <laughs> right, exactly. She could just exactly. do it once and yep, be yep. done with it. That's right. That's until right. she has to edit. <laughs> <laughs> then she could do it twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So well, here we are reporting live from CrimeCon. And this will also be backwards, but yeah. <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah, we're at CrimeCon here in Orlando. This is legit. We weren't just telling stories. We made it here. We did yeah yeah we've had a great time yep so we've been, attended what two days yeah so friday weeks. was
0: like 12 to 6 ish right is that yeah. first session was at yeah, no it went
1: later than that yeah i think i don't think we were done until seven we went in there when the sun was out and then we <laughs> came out when, the, right. when it was
0: dark yeah i think the last session ended at 7 40 on
1: on friday yeah it was pretty late
0: yeah and then yesterday was like a full day the first session was at nine and then we were kind of done after like 6:45, 6 45. yeah yeah between 6 30 and 6 45.
1: But there was another session, but we just were like tired. We're kind of crammed yeah. out. Yeah, we were crammed out. So, yeah, so just gave give you an idea of the types of events that at least I've been attending, I think a lot of Friday's events, you and I attended a we lot did. of the same ones. Yeah, we did. But Keri and I attended the Kathleen, Kathy Kleiner Rubin talk, which was a light in the dark. She's one of the survivors of Ted Bundy. It's a, it was a big way to kick off the, the entire weekend, um, yeah. to be yeah. sitting there with a survivor who just lived through the entire terrible event, Mm -hmm. especially 10 Buddy. Yeah, she was one of the people that was attacked when he he broke into,
0: like, a sorority house at Florida State University, and she was attacked then, and two of her sorority sisters were killed, and her roommate was also injured. So, Mm -hmm. really, I mean, like you
1: said, that was a, a...
0: a tough thing to sit through yeah. but she was so i mean she it's is inspirational because very, very... she
1: lived through what, breast cancer mm-hmm. lupus when she was a child and then she also had like a bank robbery she had bank robbery she had two miscarriages yeah it was just, just <clears> her her message was that you can really get through anything mm-hmm. and like i said it was very inspirational to hear that yeah and great to see her on stage and like, yeah
0: and wow. then we were behind her yesterday when we were checking out our lunch yeah getting lunch yeah, yeah we were too
1: shy to see yeah yeah <laughs> It's true. It's like, your sandwich looks good. Yeah. Are you going to eat all that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Dark Valley Live?
0: Yeah, that was... Which one was that? That was... I was
1: hoping you remembered.
0: <laughs> Honestly, we have gone to so many sessions, it's hard to remember... Dark. Oh, that was the one. Yeah, Dark Valley. You know, the Survivor story. Wasn't yeah, it? that was the one with the woman from Unsolved Mysteries. Oh yeah. How could yes. you forget that? I know, right? How could I? That was like for me. That's honestly been one of the highlights. Is like. Carrie got to go, get up and ask a question. I did about um, Unsolved Mysteries. About Unsolved Mysteries. Because she was on
1: Unsolved Mysteries. She was
0: yes, and I remembered the episode and remembered her and remembered what happened. I mean, I've probably seen that episode fifty times, but um, yeah, Carrie can recite the entire thing.
1: <laughs> that's true we saw her too we
0: did we saw her (laughs) yesterday when we were leaving
1: (laughs) yeah again we didn't say anything
0: yeah we didn't say she was
1: busy yeah she was busy and we were on the bus we're like
0: hey there she is yeah Uh, you said that i didn't even i didn't realize that was her
1: but uh yeah so she
0: survived uh the connecticut valley that's right killer she survived an attack she was seven months pregnant and she was attacked uh just randomly she had gone to a county fair and stopped on her way back to her house to grab something to drink and, and this guy just came up and dragged her out of the car and stabbed her what, stepped 20, 20 27 times, times yeah. Yeah. she was stabbed 27 times, and she, <laughs> she had her baby, she had a daughter, her daughter was also there, and her granddaughter was there yeah. too, so, and they talked a little bit about her daughter did have some, some issues, which may be related to the attack. And so it was interesting to hear about their life and it just was a, that was a really, that was
1: a really great, great session. And her yeah. mission in life is to find out who this person, who this person is because they yeah. still don't know. Yeah, they don't know. I think it creepy, well, one of the creepy parts of the story was that she had gotten in her car mm-hmm. was able to make it to a friend's house. Mm-hmm. And then she actually came up behind the guy's yep. car. Yep. Like basically following her killer mm-hmm. and she was just hoping the whole time that he wasn't going did. to yeah. notice. Right. And right. Just scary stuff and Yeah, just... she
0: actually made it to her friend's house and then I mean, was like stabbed all over her torso and her arms. She had a lot of defensive wounds too. Gets to the porch, and I think that guy turned around and came back, didn't mm-hmm. he? And he was, like, watching yeah, and to yeah, see yeah. what happened, and, uh, yeah, they still haven't caught it's him. It's crazy, so, because, yeah.
1: I mean, they had the identity of the vehicle, possibly yep. three numbers right. on the license yep. plate, yep. and they still don't know who did this. And and, and that session was interesting,
0: because it was podcasters who, who spent a lot of time talking about that case or looking into it, and they had a lot of maps, so they would show, like, where... Where mm-hmm. the woman, where the women were attacked, or where they were abducted, and then where they were, where their bodies were left, and mm-hmm. it was, it's, it's like the New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, yeah, yeah Connecticut, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and it was just interesting to to get a perspective of like where these things happened. I thought that was really, mm-hmm. that was really, and I and I and I got to ask a question of the the woman who was attacked and. She's sort of, sort of answered my question, maybe wasn't as excited about Unsolved Mysteries as I was, but I can totally understand that. So yeah. it was just, it was really a thrill to, to be a part of that presentation.
1: <clears> then <throat> we attended Paul Holes, his white whale case. Oh, well, we also did okay, our yeah. meet and greet, yeah. but Paul Holes, he was one of the main detectives of the Golden State Killer case. But then he was speaking about another case that he had been working on during his career, and he spoke about that, which you know I don't really have a recollection. Of. It was Bacon that guy's yeah. last yeah. name, yeah, because we that we remembered his last name because it was. And yeah, and he had killed many young girls, but they were able to track him down through DNA evidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that, that's just. I know you attended some. Sessions on DNA and, yeah. and how it's just genealogy. yeah genetic gene- genealogy and how it's advancing and how this evidence that they collected years ago can actually be retested now yeah. with the, the you know yeah. special tools they have now available to them and then they can finally close a lot of these cold cases. Yeah, and it's a real shout out to the law
0: enforcement personnel who who kept, who took that evidence in not knowing what they would be able to get off of it 30 years or 40 years or 50 years or longer later Mm -hmm. and yeah i'll talk a little bit about the genetic genealogy when i went to on saturday but that's a really interesting part of true crime and it i think it's great for the victims that they they can get some closure in some of these Mm -hmm. cases that have been unsolved for so long
1: so that's a really good thing i just always hope that the Perpetrator still alive. Yeah, that you know, they can yeah. actually feel some justice yeah, from yeah. from it all. Yeah. That he didn't or he or she didn't already right. pass, pass away or or die before, they or could, before they could before yeah. they could you know get some punishment for yeah. the, the really heinous things they did. Then I th- I think one of my favorites we attended next, which was Waco thirty years later. Yeah, that was a really good one. And the gentleman who presented, he was on the ground at Waco during the time. I think he was a tactician. He was, worked for, he
0: was in the FBI hostage response team, so I
1: think he was part okay. of that. Okay, yeah. and just very interesting because I think I was only in my teens when Waco happened, and I like to go back and hear about those cases that happened when I was younger, because I have some idea of what happened, I have some memory of it being on TV, and I remember the images that were on TV at the time, mm-hmm. you know, the, the house, the compound on fire, yeah. you yep. just see the smoke coming out, yep. you see the, the gunshots, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I had some idea what happened, and even when I went back and looked, I, I kind of read up on it, but having someone speak to me that was actually there and give some insider information was extremely interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, it was awesome. I again. learned a lot more. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, I totally agree. It was great to get his perspective, like, being there on the ground, and... He talked a lot about like technical, like he was looking at it from the FBI perspective. Like, okay, this side was the red side and the white yeah. side, and green and black. I think mm-hmm. so it's talks a lot about, about this, that. Yeah. And and you know, he was very emotional, and and you know, talked about the four ATF agents who were who were murdered, and he, you know, the people that
1: that I don't think anybody was actually convicted for that part of correct that's what he and that's what he was still angry about i think after all these years is you had four federal agents who were killed and there was yet no one to
0: yeah and the jury did not return verdicts of right yeah so he was uh that was a really good that was a good
1: talk i'm really glad we went to that one that was Mm -hmm. one of my favorites too yeah and then i think you and i split we did our separate ways um i went to kenny kinsey um who was one of the investigators on the Murdoch case mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was explaining how by looking at the evidence he was able to determine who unfortunately died first mm-hmm. in the case mm-hmm. and he was showing the crowd the evidence but he was he remained respectful of the victims by just providing like pen or pencil drawings mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. of the scene mm-hmm. so we're not actually seeing physical right actual images from the scene right. instead it was all drawings so that we could get better understanding how they were they came to their conclusion Mm -hmm. and he was he was an interesting character like he has a lot of that southern charm and Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. i think he was very excited because he's uh, retiring next saturday and you might remember his name because his name came up at the other murdoch
0: was he the kenny that was sitting oh gotcha okay all right there's been a lot of talk about the murdoch case and we'll talk about that as we move into tomorrow because we went to a couple things on that or jenny did and i went to one so and I went to a session on somebody, somebody has a show on Hulu about missing people. And so we talked a lot about some cases that she's been working on and what got her into true crime reporting. And it was, it was. I mean, there are thousands of people, adults that are missing in this country and, and what's being done to find them. And she's a real passionate advocate for like getting information out and getting tip lines out and doing whatever we can to, Find these people, resolve the case one way or the other. So that was a really good one. And I think this is a good time. So every hour there were like, what, four or five different things you could do for the session. Yeah. And and, and there's all kinds of different things you can do. Like really, whatever your interest is in true crime, Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a session for you to to explore whatever your interest is or hear from victims or law enforcement mm-hmm. or or the legal side or, of podcasters. or podcasters or podcasters or celebrities or celebrities we journalists. Met, yeah we met uh um, we met a couple so friday we met yearly smith who's Lisa Simpson on the Simpsons and she has a podcast of true Crime with, podcast paul holes. with paul holes and, and who I never heard of and like now he's like everywhere. I like I feel like I see him all the time now. And they have a podcast called Small Town Dicks. and that well,
1: Do you know Dicks is short for detective? I did know
0: that. I, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. I figured that was why it was called that. It yeah, I mean, is highly inappropriate. <laughs> I was like... Well, but now I understand. It? Yeah, I get, I get. I mean, it's sort of like a funny, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, edgy. it's
1: also yeah. meant to be inappropriate.
0: Yeah, exactly. But also appropriate. Yeah, but they were super nice and, you know, very friendly. And we got a picture taken with them. And yeah, so that was cool.
1: And then on... Saturday, both you and I went to the Golden State Killer family reunion, which were three of the survivors. Yeah, well, two survivors, and then one was her mother. Her, her mother, mother was killed. Was her
0: mother and stepmother both killed, or just the
1: well, I know, mother? I don't know. because I think okay. we got in a little <clears throat> late. Yeah, but so we kept referring to her mother, right. unfortunately perishing in in this right. situation. Right. So
0: that was a really good one too to hear their, you know, what they've done with their lives and how how that two of the women were raped and the other one, her mother, was um, murdered. And, you know, what they think about D'Angelo, what was his first name? I think it his first name. D'Angelo, the, the Golden Skate Killer, who was finally caught after what, like 40 something yeah. years. Yeah. And what it meant to them to to see him in handcuffs and in court and on trial and, you know, Victims have a lot of emotions around these things, and it was really great to hear their perspective because it wasn't always the same. I mean, they view right. things that, differently.
1: Yeah, they all had a slightly different situation. <clears throat> sometimes they had the same perspective on things, <clears throat> and sometimes they didn't. <clears throat> One woman was a young teenager at the time; yeah. who was raped by him. Yep, yeah. and she felt like she wasn't as affected as the other women, and I know. One of the women who lost her mother she mm-hmm. felt like she wasn't as affected right because it didn't directly happen to right her. right and they all were just extremely supportive of one another mm-hmm. they all went through something horrible together mm-hmm. they talked about their victim impact statements mm-hmm. and you know each one was different and then a question was asked would you go see him in prison and one said yes mm-hmm. and the other two i believe said no they had yeah. just no interest right so it's just it's just interesting how you you live through something similar with another person and yet you come out of it with a different yeah perspective i
0: think the thing that's Mm -hmm. been the most moving and interesting for me is really hearing from these victims and Mm -hmm. how how
1: these terrible terrible events have affected them and they're willing to share their story Mm -hmm. and show that They are successful in their lives. They've made it through. Mm -hmm. I think a few of the women um, became addicted to drugs or heavy drinkers, Mm -hmm. but now they're sober after 20-some years, Yeah, Yeah. and they made it through. Yeah, I think it's great. Very inspirational. Yep. So then I did Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Mm -hmm. She primarily focused on the Long Island Soda Killer, killer. yeah, And that was a a live podcast that she did. And then Carrie and I both did Josh Mankiewicz from day one. We did the meet and greet. We got to meet him, he was great, very fast.
0: We were walked up, said hello, took our picture, moved on. But it was great, He was he was super friendly. I mean, all these people that are here signing books or Meet and greets—they're all really fun. Oh yeah, and I mean everybody here is here for the same reason because they're interested in true crime, and it's amazing to be like standing in line and you're just having regular conversations about like autopsies or yeah. <laughs> you know, crimes yeah, or yeah. yeah. I mean, because everybody here has a similar interest. Although, like I said, the nice thing is you can. You can sort of tailor what sessions you go to based on what you're interested to. So when Jenny was at the Nancy Grace taping, I went to one on genetic genealogy in this company that's really developed some amazing techniques to find information in DNA, which can be compared to families, and they're able to use that work with law enforcement, use that information to really narrow down suspects, and sometimes they're finding suspects that were not even. On the police radar. I mean Mm -hmm. not even people that were considered and um, they're able to to resolve some of these cases That have gone like I said before gone unsolved for decades and decades and I think that's a really interesting Aspect to true crime and I I just think that part of it is just going to get more and more advanced we're going to be able to get more information from from evidence left at the scene and I think that's really great. And I really, that was one of my favorite conversations too, even though I didn't know a whole lot about it, but it was interesting to see how they're doing that. And the, the guy who gave the presentation was just like super passionate about it, super interested in newest stuff. And it's great hearing from people who are true experts in whatever in the field, like, mm-hmm. you know, listening to Paul Holes, who's just a complete expert on, we keep talking about him. I like, <laughs> know, I know. There's uh, a hashtag out there called yeah. Hot for Holes. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> we just spent a lot of time talking about him too but he's just an expert on on different crimes as well so it's been really interesting getting his perspective so um and then we went to the josh megowitz meet and greet and then, then we had a nice long time for lunch
1: right We had, yeah 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 that was nice we had a chicken Caesar salad with yeah. his hair in it yeah <laughs> that was delicious <laughs> yes good mine mine was hair free so that was good <laughs> so i learned my lesson
0: yeah yeah um but uh, yeah, it's been really nice that the hotel, so we're not staying at the hotel where the convention is. Both of them are are wonderful places and we've really just had a really great time mm-hmm. in the, the hotel we're staying at and also the, the Orlando World Center Marriott where the convention is actually yes. taking place. So it's been a lot of fun. So after lunch, I went to hear a reporter who does true crime reporting and hear about <clears throat> how he got interested in true crime reporting and he was... On the scene with the Gabby Petito um, mm-hmm. case and talked a lot about that and some other crimes that were happening in the Florida area. And it was just, that was really interesting for me because i
1: i I like reading true crime reporting and it was just interesting to get his per- perspective, so. And then during that time, I went to the Petito Schmidt family, Gabby Petito legacy talk. And I mean, what I was really impressed by were the two sets of parents. Gabby's biological parents and then her step parents and how the four of them just get along so well. I mean, you'd swear they were all best friends with each other and I mean, and I truly believe it, but they have this one specific purpose now in life, which is to support and help others through domestic violence with the Gabby Petito Foundation. Um, And they want to raise awareness to the signs of domestic violence, how we can better educate our youth To understand what healthy relationships are, and they just want to get the word out. They want law enforcement to use that video that we've seen Mm -hmm. so many times Mm -hmm. with Gabby in it. Um, They want law law enforcement to use that video to identify these signs of domestic violence as a training. Mm -hmm. And I was just really, really just in awe of what, how they were able to take such a horrible tragedy and turn it into their cause mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and something positive that hopefully will help other victims of domestic violence yes. in the future. So that's, yeah, that's a good thing. And then I did uh, date with Dateline, which is another podcast. Mm-hmm. And what they generally do is they review a specific Dateline episode. And this time they had Josh Minkowitz on as their guest speaker. And they kind of review, they did review an episode with him, and it's a few audience questions i wish there were more but yeah it was it was good talk
0: yeah that's the one thing they always leave a little bit of time at the end of these sessions for question and answers but there's never quite enough time because the sessions are like an hour so it's like maybe 50 minutes of the presentation mm-hmm. and then but the presentations seem to always run a little bit longer and then they're like okay we have 90 seconds for <laughs> Q and A. Know. you know this is never never really enough time So when you were at that one, I went to a talk with Nelson and Alex DeMille, who are authors. We have a lot of books in the library system. Actually, I downloaded a couple of I was. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, go listen to all the other books on the way back home. And it was interesting to hear about them, like how they write together, how, you know, Nelson DeMille has been an author for 40-something years. And his son was not an author, but then started writing some books with his father. And they talked about, like, that part of their relationship and how that goes. And... So that was interesting. I, I haven't read any notes in the Mill books in a while, but I do remember reading, like, The Gold Coast and The General's Daughter*. And, and uh, I like him. I like his books. And uh, it was interesting. interesting conversation. Could
1: you go do a meet-and-greet with him?
0: <clears throat> I think so, but I think that was when we went to... Um
1: so the there next
0: is. two sessions, yeah. yeah.
1: So, what do we do? oh, I did. I inside with, the prosecution yeah. of Alec Murdoch.
0: Yeah. So I went with you to that. Yeah, one. that's right. Yeah. So there's been a lot of talk, a lot of different sessions on the Murdoch trial and the, the case, the crimes, the prosecution, the sentencing, the defense, the defense, the offense, and the defense The, 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 the offense, defense, the defense, defense yeah. or defense. I think it's defense. I, it's I know defense team. Yeah, defense. <laughs> I think I talked about defense. the defense. Yeah. <laughs> So we went to we went together to inside the prosecution of Alex Murdoch and the lead prosecutor was there talking about the case and talking about how he prepared for it, like how he did his written statements, um how the how
1: the prosecution team worked together. That was really interesting. It was like a behind the scenes. It was yeah, like yeah. One story that really cracked me up was that they needed an extra speaker in the courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> so they got one, like, legitimate speaker, and yeah. then the other one they had to go to Best Buy buy a karaoke machine <laughs> and just use the speaker yeah. on that. Yeah. But then, like, every morning before the trial started, he had to remember to turn off all the, like, the, strobe the strobe lights. The strobe lights.
0: Otherwise they'd be, like, <laughs> swirling around in the courtroom. <laughs>
1: So I mean I thought yeah. that was hilarious, and
0: it was interesting to hear about like how how tight that
1: prosecution team became, which I'm sure yeah really makes sense. They're yes. spending a lot of
0: time together in the case. You better hope you
1: get along with each exactly. other. Exactly.
0: The trial was a six week trial, which seemed like he was indicating that most trials in South Carolina are like a, a week. Like I mean that's mm-hmm. but so this went a lot longer, and um how they all had a role. They all played a role in the prosecution on the prosecution
1: team, and got along well together, which mm-hmm. is super important, so. And there wasn't like many places to go get food, <laughs> right, so they right. brought in like carnival stands, yeah. like fried dough across <laughs> yeah. the street from the courthouse, yep, so that yep. all of the public, you know, there was yeah. quite a few people that showed up yeah. just to yeah. witness the trial um, so that they had somewhere to eat. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, right. who doesn't want an elephant ear? Come, yeah, of course, time. I mean,
0: yeah. I think we should consider that at the library maybe just mm-hmm. get one again, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> Nothing Something gets, to
1: think about. Nothing against elephant ears. <laughs> I just can't imagine being that for yeah, Anyway. Yeah. Then, oh, so then but just to segue into my next topic that I went to, I actually saw the defense then of the Murdoch mm-hmm. trial. Yeah. So it was interesting to see the prosecution immediately followed by the defense. And currently at press time, they're seeking an appeal to get him a new case because it was questionable whether or not jurors were swayed. For a guilt toward a guilty verdict, mm-hmm. the clerk clerk of the court mm-hmm. I always want to call it something else, but clerk of the court mm-hmm. allegedly refused to let the jurors take a smoke break until they came back with a verdict. They were threatened with having to spend the night in a hotel room, and no one brought their overnight bags. They were told to watch Alex's mannerisms, how he carried himself, what his you know facial expressions were, almost like look look at him he's he's guilty mm-hmm. so. You know, there was just a lot of questions that came <coughs> up, and, I mean, if that's true, then he probably does need a new trial. I mean... Yeah, we'll see. To me, he's guilty, but at yeah. the same time, you know, if this happen, if this happens to anybody... Yeah. I mean, he, he deserves th- to have a fair trial like anybody right, else, Right? Exactly. He's, yeah, so I get that. Right. And it got kind of heated toward the end with some questions. Mm-hmm. You know, people truly do believe that he is guilty, so this this man should not be getting another trial. Mm-hmm. And then the question also came up with the ethics of defense attorneys and how does that work like if you know that your client's guilty how can you defend a murderer and try Mm -hmm. to get them off right so it was just a very interesting discussion
0: and these discussions are not like people talking about these are the actual attorneys who were this was the first conversation that we went to in the afternoon on this was the prosecutor in that mm-hmm. case and this one that you went to was the defense team it mm-hmm. was them not mm-hmm. like people and they're all
1: friends yeah yeah you know there's pictures of from crimecon of the defense yeah. and the prosecution mm-hmm. in one big picture i mean yeah. they're, they're friends they're colleagues yep. but they also have a job to do in the courtroom right. so they take that very seriously right right
0: so when jenny was at that one i went to a conversation on who, who killed robert juan who was murdered in washington dc and it was presented by Glenn Kirshner, who I really like. He's a he's an attorney work worked for the Department of Justice. And that was a really interesting conversation. That case has all kinds of twists and turns to it. And, you know, he's just really passionate about finding out who killed this guy and seeing justice served. And he's, it's interesting to hear about these people who work in the legal field or the law enforcement. And they have these, what they call the white whale cases that they mm-hmm. just can't. They're just not solved and it just kind of eats away at them. And so for Glenn Kirshner, this was the case that he, it was his white whale case. It's like he, he he actually took it to a jury and the the defendants were found not guilty. So, which really, they weren't taken on a murder charge. It was a conspiracy Hmm. charge and they were found not guilty. Mm -hmm. So that really, that bothered him as the attorney the lead attorney on that case and and he's retired now but he's still he's you know passionate about finding out who killed this guy and I think there's a Netflix show it's either Netflix or Hulu there's a ticket two episode Peacock. Oh Peacock, that's right. It's on Peacock, yeah that's right. But you know a lot of these guys
1: <laughs> are retired but they're still working yep. on the case. yeah Exactly. Yeah. A lot of them also are now consultants. Yeah. So yeah. if there is a crime that an agency needs help with, mm-hmm. they reach out to some of these consultancies, former detectives and, yep. and ask for their help. So yep. they're still busy. They're still active.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was it for, we were kind of, we were kind of tired by the end of that day. So
1: I, I certainly was, <laughs> we were ready for a chicken quesadilla <laughs> and chocolate cake.
0: And chocolate cake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which we had. And then, yeah. And so, so yeah, today, so we have a couple more sessions today. CrimeCon goes on until I think the last session starts at two. And which is the one you're looking forward to the most? So I can't come all the way down to Francon and not go to a session on called the Killer Clown. There's a big joke about at work about me and clowns, which I really don't like. But I'm <laughs> a good sport about them. You don't like the joke or you don't like the clowns? I'm fine with the joke. I'm a good sport, so yeah. Clowns are not my thing. Like I just they randomly appear on my desk. Well sometimes. now we know why. Yeah. I mean, really, there's killer <laughs> clowns out there yeah that case is it's it's an actually it's a real case about a woman who was murdered by a clown who showed up on her front door so i mean i guess the moral of that story is don't answer the door if there's a clown on the other side yeah so that's that's what i that's my that's your takeaway that's my yeah i'm going with that so we're we're gonna do i don't know if we're doing the same ones today i'm gonna go to something on how how true crime tv shows get made like how it makes it from how they i'm guessing how they up with the idea how they write them how they mm-hmm. get them produced and then i'm going to missing white woman syndrome and okay and then yeah. the killer clown and then that will probably be a wrap-up for us at CrimeCon con 2023. Yep. but should we should we announce that we're going to crime
1: con 2024 oh or? yeah we certainly are yeah we've Nashville, for it. Yep. it's not even a year from now it's less than a year from it's now. like nine nine months from now yeah like it's like the end of may yeah
0: Yes, yeah, so we just have had such an amazing time here. Yeah. We could take advantage of some discounts to sign up for next year's crime con, which mm-hmm. we are looking forward to. And I'm sure it's going to be similar to this and like I said, there's just there's really something here for any any aspect of true crime that yeah. that you like or you're interested in, whether it's like the legal side of it or hearing from victims or Law enforcement, there's just... Or meet and greets, I mean, mm-hmm. if that's your thing. You can
1: basically meet all kinds of people here. Right. Podcasters and Or authors. just, you know, your fellow attendee. Yeah, like, yeah. We've had a few conversations now with other people who are just as fascinated mm-hmm. with true crime as we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I can never really put my finger on why I'm interested in true crime. And I think it's just, like, the craving for justice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just, it's, you want, you want things to be, like, perfectly, like, concluded, I guess. Like, yeah. you want that conclusion. You yeah. want that closure. Yeah. And then when you don't have it, your yeah. mind starts racing, like, well, who could it be? Yeah. How did this happen? Right. Um, right. And I think that's what we're all looking for when mm-hmm. we come here. It's just, you want the satisfaction of the person <clears throat> being caught. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the crimes are awful and horrible, but knowing that there's hardworking people out there trying to find the perpetrator. Mm-hmm, for sure. Like, it just, it gives you some, I guess, satisfaction mm-hmm. to know that there's there's just people out there like that. So yeah. Yeah. it's kind of this strange balance. Like, you know, there's people out there that will, like killer clowns, for example, that will do horrible things. Yeah, but then right. on the other side, there's people that will not stop fighting for you and working to find the person. Yeah, striving towards justice and, yeah. and- holding these people to account so which is mm-hmm. great
0: so all right well, i so, guess we better get moving because we still yeah, started we get, <laughs>
1: packing we yeah. have to get
0: over to the convention center yep yep and our first session starts i don't know if we're gonna we'll, we'll be late for we're that, gonna try. But that's okay yeah we're gonna do it okay so, yeah that's our wrap-up from CrimeCon 2023 in orlando
1: which has been a really great experience so yes it has been yeah it's been a lot of fun yeah so we'll see you all soon at our regularly scheduled place yep in the library
0: yep and I'm up next, I think, for, wait, am I I, I think up? it's me. Oh, you're up next. Okay, that's right. Well, what were you doing again? Nothing. <laughs> Jenny doesn't tell me anything. And she'll ask me. She'll be like, so are you doing this? And I'll be like, maybe. No, no, and I guessed it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I think I kind of haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Like, I have two ideas, but yeah. we'll see. They're both we got important. time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. See, see you, you later. later. Bye. Bye.